Hello, hello. Welcome to Making a Marketer. This is episode seven. talking marketing a startup, um, which is something that I have some experience with as well. But I have two great guests on today, uh, Rachel Stefan, and she's with uh, Snowball Event and an event influencer. And uh, she's going to tell us more about that. And Scott Vitali with Spigot Labs. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Awesome. So here we are on Facebook Live. So if you're listening to the replay, uh, this is our, our mid-month. It's a bit delayed, um, but our uh, our shorter show, that's 30 minutes. And uh, so we're going to um, hopefully cram a whole lot of really good information into this uh, half hour. So if you're listening to the replay, uh, thank you for, for listening or, and for watching the replay. Thank you for that as well. So... Um, I am a, a marketing consultant, and I have a client called uh, Event Collab, and it's event project management software, and it's a startup that was started by um, my client. Our CEO and founder is an event producer. He's got an event production services business and created Event Collab just out of pure necessity because there wasn't a event project management tool out there it wasn't a project management tool at all that really worked the way that he wanted it to so he had it built and so um, they actually hired me on a little bit earlier than maybe uh, would be normal uh, to see if it had legs um, and the first product they had was showbook and then they were building event collab um, so I, I was doing which is was really um, interesting um, but as you know you know like with any startup I'm also I just I joke that I'm the the doer of what needs to be done. <laughs> like I'm their marketer, but uh, I pretty much do anything that, that you know needs to happen. So just give you guys, that's my background um, in terms of why this subject is of interest to me, not just from marketing standpoint, but from events marketing standpoint, you know, this is, uh, this is my jam. I love the events industry and uh, uh, it was really exciting that I got a client that was kind of in that space. So I would love for you guys to, um, Tell us about your business, about your product, your startup products, um, you know, kind of what you're up to, uh, where you live and all that kind of good stuff. Rachel, you want to start? Sure, I'll start. Um, coming live to you from Montreal. This is where uh, I call home. And um, like you, like you, I live and breathe in events. So uh, even though Snowball is uh, a young little child, uh, uh, it is actually a child of, uh, of a company that I, I started in 2001. So it's been... Uh, a good 16 years, it's called Sense of Event Marketing. So what we do, we promote events. We were do the marketing for conferences and, and events. And with the experience that we got with Sense of, it really inspired the uh, Snowball as a product to help use influencer to promote an event. So our experience in, in launching a startup is practically new, but the experience in marketing events, it's it's been going on for, for a while. So it's an interesting you know, a little twist when we can apply some of the stuff we, we've learned on, on sense of on that one on Snowball. We're still also learning how to market a specific technology for event uh, for the event industry. So it's a it's a nice challenge. Very cool. And what is Snowball? Tell us about the, the product. 
Well, Snowball, I mean, we know and we're hearing a lot of buzz about influencer marketing uh, and, you know, how people are jaded with all the uh, the advertising that goes out and you have to really stand out and work with your influencers to get a little bit the word out. So how do you apply that in the event industry and in conferences is really working with the people that uh, have a stake at that uh, in your event and want it to succeed. So working with your with the speakers with the exhibitors with the sponsors with the committee like anybody's involved in that uh, in that uh, conference and giving them a tool which is snowball that kind of creates for them uh, personalized unique uh, branded uh, landing pages with their specific information so they can share it to their community allowing the event planner to tap into a, a target audience that usually they don't have access to so in a nutshell that's what snowball does is you know leveraging the trust base that they have with those people in order to get the message out to a larger audience fantastic love it all right scott what about you yeah so i'm based in denver colorado um i'm actually a software developer by trade um so a couple of years ago i went to a small beer event called the great american beer festival um i don't know if you guys know it it's the largest beer event in the u.s um and Maybe in North America, I'm actually not sure if it qualifies for that or not. Um, but like many beer festivals, I woke up the day after and I thought, wow, I had really great time. I tried all kinds of really interesting beer um, and I have absolutely no idea what any of them are. Um, and so the, the typical engineer in me, I started thinking about um, how could I make this experience better? How could I actually remember what I try and have some hope of finding it either in the liquor store or at the brewery after the fact? Um, and so I started experimenting with all kinds of interesting technology, mobile technology, wireless technology. Um, and I finally settled on this idea to use RFID or more specifically NFC um, to track what people try at these beer festivals and other types of tasting events. And um, so fast forward two years later and uh, Spigot Labs has been around for a couple of years now. We've got a little over 30 events under our belt. Um, it actually encompasses not just the beer and tasting space, but also the traditional event space uh, where we provide more of like lead capture and session tracking, um, some pretty typical event tech sort of offerings. Um, the great thing about the conference space was it offered a really good spot to sort of test out the technology and make sure things worked as expected. Um, it's a really well-known model. And so making that work and making sure that it all functioned the way we expected it to function um, was a really great sort of start and training wheels for us. Um, so yeah, the events that we do now, it's, it's pretty fun. Um, here's a tasting glass actually from one of our events that we did in April. And, uh, we put a sensor just right on the bottom of the glass there. And so that's how people can track what they try. They can walk to each of the individual, um, breweries where they're pouring the individual beers and they can tap this glass, um, and each beer to keep track of what they try. And, of course, on the marketing side, there's a lot of interesting data being captured there as well. So we're able to feed demographic data back to the brewers, information about um, who came and visited them, who liked which beers, ratings, comments from individual attendees. Um, and so this this little idea of mine that I woke up with one morning has really turned into a pretty fun venture and um, something that keeps us busy all year round. That's so cool. Yeah, I uh, it's, it's funny because um, I was talking to Elizabeth Glau about about your um, company, and I and I said, you know, when I go to wine festivals, like we just had the food and um, wine festival here in San Diego, and I take pictures of labels 
So yeah, it would yeah. be really cool if I didn't have to do that. <laughs> right? That's the thing, yeah. like, oh, good, but I'm not going to remember. So same idea. Yeah. And after yeah, and, a few and, drinks, it will be foggy, all of it. Yeah, exactly. All that exactly. <laughs> and, and I don't know about you, but I, I go back through my phone after one of those events, and I've got pictures of labels or pictures of breweries, and, and again, no context. It's like I took this picture for some reason, but I can't tell you why. Mm. Right. So are you um, – so then the information is then being shared back to the individuals. How does that work? Yeah. So um, I'm one of those people that's very anti apps. Um, I mean, in the, the event space, we know it well, right? Like people go to a conference and they're asked to download an app. And unless there's a real driver to get them to do it, you only get like a 30 to 40% engagement on average. Um, you can push it higher, but it's, it's really a struggle. And people don't want to download an app for just one event that lasts a couple of days. Um, and so we've built our experience for those attendees all on mobile web. And so literally when someone walks into the festival and they get their tasting glass, I'll hold it up again. There's a little four digit code on the bottom of the tasting glass there. And so the first time they go to Spigot Labs website, they can enter that four digit code and that's what associates them with the glass they've been using. Okay, cool. So yeah, then once they're logged in for the first time, um, they have access to everything they've tried. They can click through each of the beers to see, um, information about the brewery, information about the beer, to be able to check it in on, on Tapped or to follow the brewery on Twitter, um, all the sort of engagement points that you would sort of expect, um, you know, from a lead capture type system. How do they know which one they like the most? Yeah, Sorry. so there's, no, no, that's a great question. Um, there's a couple different ways that we track that. So uh, for one, if they go back and try the same beer a second time, we automatically flag that as something that they probably liked. You typically wouldn't go get a second taste if you didn't like it. Mm -hmm. um, but additionally for attendees that have logged in and are using the mobile web app, um, they can click each beer and then rate the beers between one and five stars um, okay. for the ones that they liked. Um, they can also take notes on the beers right there um, on their phone if they, if they wanna keep track of specific attributes of each one. Cool. Yeah. All right. So um, I had a question on that. What uh, do you know? What percentage of attendees are doing it? Like what, what the adoption rate is on? Yeah. So it, it kind of varies from event to event. Um, the two events that we did this year where we tracked adoption rates um, with basically very little orientation or advertising, the engagement rates were similar to an app. So they were between 30 and 40 percent. Um, and so we've got some plans for the next few events that we're going to do to really drive that adoption and start to incentivize people to, to get logged in and rate at least one beer. So you, you sort of have the same problems of an app, um, but we've also tried to make the barrier to entry really, really low. Have you thought about uh, integration or tie-in to Untapped? Yeah, so there there actually is an un integration to Untapped. So. If you use Spigot Labs and track what you try at an event, um, from that same attendee dashboard with one click, you can push that taste into Untapped. Right on. Yeah. That I like a lot because I forget I forget yeah. to use Untapped. I let I like it, and but I just you know it's not nearly a reflection of all the beers I've tried. <laughs> That's yeah. Sure. And it's a it's a great social platform, but um, it, the searching aspect of it is really kind of cumbersome, especially when you're at a live event. Um, right. So kind of taking that piece out of it really simplifies it. Very cool. All right. So um, 
what are your backgrounds, Rachel? What what were you doing? Have you always kind of worked in this space, or what 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 led you into um, working in events? Uh, I come from a marketing background, <clears throat> so uh, I've worked in agencies in the past, uh, which had a different mix of uh, consumer based and uh, like. Um, uh, more trade uh, clients and the last job I had before I started my business was in the events so it was really uh, focused on working in that space and that's where I got my little introduction to the events world um, and uh, then I jumped I took the jump the leap in the 2001 and ever since it's been always in the in the events before it used to be like more corporate events and and uh, product launches and all that and uh, once I got into the conferences and the international congresses and all that, uh, it, it's, it was just like a straight uh, line from there that I, I found my niche and found my uh, my passion. Right, gotcha. Yeah, Scott, you said you're a software developer. What industry were you? Were you? What? Where were you working before? I, I worked in a few different industries. Um, my first job out of college was working for a company that builds disk drives um, named Seagate. Um, so I, I spent a lot of time with them. I think I was there almost ten years. Um, and then I moved to a small startup that was in the healthcare IT space. And then I did some consulting here and there for another storage company and for a couple of smaller um, companies based here in Denver. Um, and then I went full time with Spigot Labs. So it's been it's been kind of all over the board, big companies, small companies, uh, technology focused companies, non technology focused companies. And how do you, how many employees do you have? Um, so I'm the only full time employee right now. Um, we've got a number of people that we rely on, especially in the event space, being that it's so um, sporadic. You know, when it comes to an event implementation, we typically need a lot of help. And then those periods kind of between events, um, it tapers off quite a bit. And so we've got kind of this handful of contractors and consultants that we rely on specifically for implementations and then also for some other other help around social and um, you know, blogging, that type of thing. That was my next question is how are you, how, how are you marketing it? This is a marketing podcast after all. Yeah. <laughs> so marketing a startup is a, it's a different animal than, you know, a very well established um, business or product. So what are you, what are you guys doing on that front? Yeah, it's, it's been a growing process for sure. I mean, I worked entirely in tech before and so um, I've really uh, had to grow into the sales marketing role and really understand what works and what doesn't work. And so, a big piece of it is is our blog. I've been trying to produce regular blog posts on my own, and then I've also had a few guest speakers, including Elizabeth Glau, who you mentioned earlier, um, do some guest blogging for us as well. Um, and then on the social media side, I I tend to fill the pipeline with content about um, all all of the spaces where my customers kind of operate, and so that goes. You know, that includes breweries, that includes beer festivals, that includes conferences, that includes the types of content that event planners and event professionals want to see. Um, so kind of this broad reaching um, events and festivals view of the world. Um, and then, you know, leading up to events where I'm really trying to drive attendance and trying to help my customers uh, build bigger and more successful events. Um, that's usually when I bring in uh, one of my consultants to work on our social media feeds and just make sure that they stay in touch and well connected throughout that process. Um, it also helps because typically around that time, I'm pretty busy getting ready for the event and making sure things go smoothly. Um, so yeah, it's, but overall it's been, it's been a learning experience for sure. And what's your goal? Like what to grow 
to grow the business and have, have a full-time staff or kind of what are your thoughts there? Yeah, I'd like to get to the point where we're doing a significant number of events per year. So this year we did eight events. Um, you know, last year we did six events. So it's been kind of on a slow growth path. A big part of it has been moving into new markets. So our first beer event was actually this year. And so we spent a lot of time making sure those beer events went smoothly. Um, but, you know, going forward, I see it growing um, into events happening all over the U.S., not just in Colorado, and expanding to do more and more events. I'd, I'd like to get to the point where we're doing um, 100 or 150 events a year, honestly. Awesome. Yeah. So, Rachel, tell us about Snowball and kind of what, how the, um, how you're marketing it and what the, actually, first, you you guys were just at IBTM World in the innovation zone. Um, I, I got, I was there the last two years, Good. not when, um, at that time there was only one winner, no categories. So I'm super jealous <laughs> that there were uh, categories of, of, uh, of awards. Um, but being able to, you know, exhibit for free two years in a row was a, was a blessing was amazing. So, um, yeah. tell us about IBTM world and the award that you guys won and all that kind of good stuff. All right. Well, uh, you're asking about how we market the event. I mean, this is one way of doing it. And uh, to be honest, I mean, Snowball only came into light uh, in September this year. So it's been only a few months. It's been used in the really underground with our clients. And it was been, it's been a whirlwind, uh, really, as since we opened up the doors and let people in to see, you know, this is what we're doing. Uh, and uh, the first, it started with IMAX. Uh, that's where we, uh, we submitted to these uh, awards by encouragement by one of our biggest influencer, really, is Dahlia, that uh, really uh, kicked me. <laughs> and, but then I was like, you know, get it out there. It's a good one. So uh, I actually did. And, you know, to, to my surprise and not, I mean, you know, we got selected as finalists at IMAX also and at IBTM. So that was one way of, of promoting it. I did go to Las Vegas, uh, but for Barcelona, I, you know, Snowball is my business baby, but I had my own personal baby as well, so I couldn't go. Uh, so one of my colleague, uh, Tess Vismal, represented us there. And um, I'd, it was the first time I, we even go to uh, IBTM. And also another surprise was that, you know, we had a booth and we had, you know, rounds of groups of people that are coming on the hour for demos and pitches and, and all that. And we were like tag teaming me and Tess really uh, about uh, the what's going on. She's sending me photos. I'm posting. We're like constantly on, on social, on Twitter. I think we're quite active there <laughs> that uh, we didn't win in the category that we were selected to be, you know, pitching for, uh, but uh, they had an award for all the exhibitors of the best use of PR at IBTM. And according to what we heard from them was the first time ever it happens that a startup would win it over all the exhibitors that are present. Mm. So that's huge. That's and, fantastic. Yeah. And we're in the business of marketing and influencer marketing, and we win this award. It's like a really another nod that, you know what, you know, we're... We know what we're doing. It's all based also on the experience backed by a sense of uh, event marketing experience that, you know, this space is really, uh, it's our playground in a way. Uh, yeah. so, and, you know, we are, it's a business for influencer marketing. So we're working with influencers in the industry. Our target are, um, is um, event planners, uh, associations, anybody who put together an event. So is identifying the key influencers in that space and trying to work with them. And honestly, 
everybody or anybody I, I do a demo for, they're pretty much sold before I even finish the pitch. And the pitch is 17 minute demo. And before the end of it, it's like, I get it, I get it. Oh God, like, you know, it makes total sense. So it's been, this is how we're building it. And next step is really building content around that, educating a little bit more about the influencer marketing is very well known as the consumer base, but how do you kind of bring it into the uh, the event space a little bit more and educate about that area and how it can be used to put butts and seats really for conferences uh, using that uh, marketing technique. Um, what else? Um, partnering with different uh, different um, uh, associations or events specifically, like uh, for example, right now we're we're working with PCMA for convening leaders to snowball their event. Uh, we did it also not long ago for another event that was a virtual summit about thousand people, uh, association directors, and that week that they had it, we were like the demos were coming in nonstop. For, for them, so it's also like converting quite uh, nicely there as well. So it's uh, really being smart about where we spent our time because we're limited on resources and you just have to make uh, the most of what you have and you know make it, uh, make it work. Yeah, scaling is a challenge, right? With, with any startup is if, I mean, if you're growing as quickly as you seem to be, it's amazing. I, I had no idea that you guys just launched in September. That's Yes. Very cool. Um, so, and your goal is your goal with, well, and I love that, that it's a, it's a verb too. Like we snowballed it. Yes. Awesome. We want to snowball as many events as possible. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the idea also is to work with, you know, like third party uh, partners, for example, that they can have their own account and they can snowball as many events that they want on their own. So they're not really tied to us as well. Um, so yeah, it will help you scale. Yeah, exactly. When it, it's been requests, I mean, because it's in the, in the, in the launching phase. So this is like a first phase and hearing all the feedback from the different types of uh, people that would use it and their needs, uh, we're also integrating that and making it part of our roadmap on the long term. Yeah. I'm sure Scott can relate to that. Yeah. I, it's, that's, yeah. that's the deal, right? Especially when you're new, same thing. Uh, we with event collab always when I'm demoing it getting asked questions that you know that really make us think like oh it, we, it doesn't do that but that's a great idea exactly. You know? exactly well that's that's the way best way to do it because it's almost your, your focus group live focus group evolving focus group all the yeah. time that you always get that feedback and build it in if it makes sense right so are no. you in beta? are you considered yourself in beta still or are you are you fully launched you in beta stage or it's fully, it's fully launched but there'll definitely be different versions as we go too so right, integrating right. all these uh, will be part of it and we're also like the whole multilingual aspect of it too that uh, uh, okay. also supports that because we're getting well I mean we're in Montreal we're in Canada so we're getting a lot of requests also for French as well so building at and for Spanish and you know if we do the Middle East uh, there's possibilities to kind of adapt to every um, not every, but uh, the the main uh, languages. Gotcha, Scott. Sorry, I interrupted you before. You. Oh, I was just going to say, I you know, I can definitely relate to to the idea of you know every demo you give, you end up with ten new ideas for something yeah. else to add or some some extension that you could do. Um, that's that's really fun and really challenging at the same time. I think to be able to distill that down and say, yep, this makes sense to include in the product, and, and we should prioritize it. 
Yeah. Know, versus, oh, that's a really fun idea, but I'm not sure that uh, it's something that we should really build in. Yeah, that's true. From a marketing standpoint, it's it's hard for me to not be talking about and trying to market the things that are still in development. Yep. Yeah. Oh, they're holding me back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Already, and you know, like anything else, takes three times as long. It costs three times as much, right, Scott? Yep. Yeah, and it's yeah. it's funny for me to sort of be in the other role too. You know, having having a whole background in engineering, and you know, always always sort of like like cursing this cursing the sales and marketing guys. Like, oh man, they they promised this thing, and there's no way that we're going to be able to <laughs> deliver it. And and of course now, like I'm doing the exact same thing. Like I'm, uh-huh. I'm talking about something. That are that are sort of just on the horizon, um, and and promising that as part of the the marketing, and you know but it's you, you know what it's testing the markets too. It is it is that's part of it because um, you have to see what the feedback is, and it's like if you see like oh they're clicking on that thing, well, well yeah you know what it's making it to the top priority to get it yeah. done as fast as possible. And hopefully you know because I do have some engineering experience, I at least know how much trouble it's going to be to oh, implement yeah, sure. it. Yeah, you have an edge there. <laughs> yeah. So, Scott, are you is do you have a goal to grow into other in- industries with this? Do you see up other applications? Yeah, I you know I talked about how we we sort of started using the conference space as kind of our training wheels. Um, yeah. You know, I, I very frequently think of other industries where this could fit. I think any sort of tasting event whether that's wine or beer or coffee or food or some combination of those things. I mean, there's, there's always really chili. interesting. Yeah. Chili. Um, there's always mm-hmm. really, really interesting. Um, there's a lot of interesting data there that people just aren't capturing today. And so I think almost any event, whether it's experiential or whether it's more traditional, um, there's information that can be captured and then packaged up as marketing material to those vendors. And, um, built as ROI for next year's vendors so that they can understand, you know, what is it worth for me to buy a booth at this conference or, or to enter my chili in this contest? Um, yeah. <laughs> and so I, I think, I think in some ways the marketing angle is, is sort of leading the way um, because the more I learn about the marketing side, the more interesting uh, different types of events and verticals um, start to look. Right on. Well, that went fast now, didn't it? We're, we're almost done, but I want you guys to um, let everyone know how they can find uh, your business and you, and um, give us your give us a scoop, whatever you know, whether it's websites, you know, your Twitter or whatever. Rachel. Okay. Well, the website is uh, Snowball. Snowball. There's no W. So S N O B A L L dot events. That's the website, and uh, from there you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, uh, LinkedIn. My personal email is rachel at snowball.events. Awesome. Scott? Yeah, so Spigot Labs. Um, spigot, like the little spigot on the front of your house. Um, so S-P-I-G-O-T labs.com. You can find us there. And then uh, my personal email is scott at spigotlabs.com. You can also find us on Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Um, we, we typically spend a lot of time on Twitter more for um, conferences and um, more of sort of the traditional event professional space. I think there's a lot of event professionals that are well engaged on Twitter. Um, and then for some of the beer festival stuff, we spend more time on Facebook. So if you want to check out our beer festival events, you can look at our Facebook page. Gotcha. 
Right on. And now I neglected to even say my name, I think, in the beginning. So I'm, I'm Megan Powers. Um, if you're watching, you see that. But if you're listening, you, you didn't get that at all. And I'm, normally I, uh, I I kick it off that way. So uh, I, I am Megan Powers with Powers of Marketing. And my Twitter is at Megan Powers, um, funny enough. So I really appreciate that you guys could come on with me today. Thanks so much for taking the time. And um, for those listening or watching on the replay, thank you for that as well. Feel free to share it. Um, we'd love for, you know, we didn't get a lot of live viewers, which I kind of expected um, today, but uh, hopefully everyone will listen on the replay. This is, has been episode seven of Making a Marketer, and we will see you next time. Thanks, Megan. Thank you for having us.